Welcome to the MT Podcast. This is episode 17. Um, this is the show where we basically cover your esports and personalities, your gaming industry-related news, upcoming games, and new and emerging technology. I am your host, Michael Anthony, my co-host, Mr. JK Heath, aka Kyle Heath. Yeah, and yeah. uh how you how you doing, man? Like how's the uh how's the week? Uh week's been pretty good. I was just chilling. Um not doing a whole lot. I think in terms of games this week, uh what I played, played some Switch yeah, Sports. Still waiting on oh. you to get on. Just saying. Fact. Yeah. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna go too far into it, but <laughs> <laughs> you're kinda um, salty. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Wait for the boy to get on. Uh, I played some of that. Um, I played some more Holdfast, which I think I talked about that before on a previous episode. But uh, essentially, yeah, like a did. like a World War One, like kind of um, Napoleon era, like um, like military kind of shooter game. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's got like it has a decent amount of people playing too, which is interesting. So you can actually find like populated servers, and it's just a bunch of people just messing around, like in voice chat. Like, because it has, like, proximity oh, chats, really? and people just mess around. Like, it's, like, it's so much fun. Um, That's, like, one of my favorite throwbacks in, like, gaming. They yeah. don't do that as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't. It's, like, it's something, like, H1 made it popular, I feel like. And then, like, but, like, I guess people started to realize how toxic it was. So, like, a lot of game oh, companies yeah. just didn't, like, implement it. But it's, like, it's so good. So, like, when a game does it, it's, like, you gotta applaud it. Um... Uh, so yeah, I played some of that. Um, <clears throat> any, what else did I play this week? I don't know if I played too much else. It's like really just that stuff and like just like editing, editing videos and stuff. So that was like most of my week. What about you? Me? Um, I pretty much I got back into Rocket League. Uh, I've been playing that solo, and I forgot how insane it is. Speaking of voice chat, they brought back voice chat in Rocket League for the longest time. Uh. Like, in the beginning, when Rocket League first launched, they had a voice chat where you can just open mic, talk to your teammates and the other players. So, you can imagine how toxic that was. <laughs> and then eventually, I think they I think they downgraded or they got it to go, like, straight to, uh, like, just your teammates. And then eventually, they did away with it completely. So, they finally did an update and brought it back. And it's kind of... Kind of interesting because a lot of people still play on like the PlayStation controllers. You know, like the PlayStation controllers actually have built-in speakers and mics. So yeah. <laughs> if people don't realize that the update came out, you still got like you can hear the clicks of people like <laughs> whipping back and forth on the joystick, and then occasionally you hear people like screaming profanity and not like <clears throat> yelling at their teammates because they don't realize that there's an open mic automatically. <laughs> They're like yelling about missing or whiffing or like yeah. it's, it's pretty hilarious miss. <laughs> yeah it's just like what the f come on man i'm better than this <laughs> so uh that that's been a lot of fun um started playing split gate again oh yes uh, i need to get back into pick... that too i think dude you are more than welcome to join me please i need yeah. people to join <laughs> me i know like i've been even looking into their um their pro series Mm -hmm. which i mean we can mention right now and maybe go into depth later when it actually starts but eight i think six really big orgs got in like t1 space station luminosity um there's a couple other that like you would definitely recognize and they got into it so that's pretty cool it's a hundred thousand dollars for a season the season's basically like two or three months i think three months is the whole month like the whole season of uh, summer Mm. And they have a relegation set up to where 
the bottom two teams in the eight pro team get relegated down to the challengers, which is like the semi-pro amateur team or amateur level where anybody can enter. So if they like improve their status and the top two from that challenger series gets promoted to the pro series in the following season. So it keeps it keeps like an entry level into it. it's very similar to like the Premier League or like English football in general. I th- maybe think some European um leagues do it as well. Yeah. Huh. But dude, yes, let's let's address it now. We're repping status quo on the videos. And yes, I sir. think what Kyle and I like first of all, we pick status quo right off the bat because Flame Sword's the homie. Yeah, we don't I know him, no we real. like we we stan him. He has no <laughs> idea who we are. It's like Oh. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh of Halo. Like Halo Esports just in general I've always been a part of. Yeah. And we met Flamestorm like very briefly in Raleigh for HCS. You might have even saw him again when you're in Kansas City. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I saw him around. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I know like the group I was with, of course, like they bumped into bumped into him a couple times, but yeah, I never got a chance to actually like say what's up. Yeah. But all that to basically say like status quo is one of the old orgs from like Halo 2, Halo 3, and 4 era. Um, kind of like when MLG was pinnacle, like pro gaming for uh, Halo in general. Yeah. So we're just trying to rep that. He's trying to revitalize the brand. And I'm like, I love the brand. Let's bring it back. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, you and I are going to be trying to rep some more orgs. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, merch. like, yeah, because I know recently you were, uh, you were keen about kind of like trying to like have a little more esports, esports, like, your life and that's like definitely one yeah. one thing that's great is like having merch and yeah it's something i didn't think about myself either i'm just like you know like i mean we got like adult money now like if we want to like <laughs> rep like the, if we want to sit here and like rep these teams like um you know that we like enjoy watching shirt? Like, yeah, yeah like it's it's especially if it's a t-shirt it's relatively inexpensive and even if yeah. it's like kind of pricey i mean we still you know want to want to rep the brand anyway um like i know like I know you talked about 100 Thieves, I think, at one point, like, getting some, getting, like, a shirt or something from there. And I hear their, yeah. like, stuff's really high quality, so, like, I definitely am probably going to look into getting, like, a 100 Thieves shirt, um, especially with, like, their Essentials collection or whatever they put out. Looks like really cool stuff, so, um, that's one org, and I like, Sentinels I've looked into, because especially, like, I mean, Kings of Halo right now, you know, I definitely want to <laughs> rep that. Yeah, and, they really are, yeah. And, like, I just, you know, the, I, I love Red, too, so, um, they have, like, this all-red shirt I've been eyeing, so I'll probably end up getting that soon. Um, Is it the same color as, uh... Phase's red, like phase red is kind of like a Ferrari red. Isn't isn't Sentinels yeah. like a a darker kind of solid yeah, red? I, I, I don't think know what so. To call yeah, it. I think it's. I mean, they're definitely different shades. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Sentinels is a little bit darker of a red. Um, maybe like a burgundy. Dare I say? Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like a <laughs> like like a, a Robin red, yeah. like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh. Some of that. So yeah, definitely gonna look into getting some merch like that. And uh, who knows? I, I looked at some of the Cloud Nine stuff. I, I like some of their shirt designs. Um, the, the only sh- they only had like one shirt that was like a blue, like all blue, and oh, like yeah. it looked okay. But I, I wasn't crazy about the design, so I'll probably just wait and see if they come out with anything new. Because I want to get like a blue shirt. Because <laughs> like I want more like colors. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like. Cloud9, um, they're partnered with Puma, and Puma's, like, a brand yeah. that I grew up using because, like, soccer and stuff. Like, right. Puma and Adidas, or Adidas, if you're from Europe. And, like, the the entire brand is, like, really, really well made. So I don't think you're going to ever lose if you go for any Cloud9 merch. You know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, definitely at some point. Um, I mean, I also looked at Fnatic. They have a fantastic merch store. Yeah, um, they do. And they have some orange shirts. And like, ah, uh, like that orange looks nice. Though, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm a fan of those colors. So um, I think I think within the next couple of weeks, we'll probably uh, we'll both be getting some pretty crazy uh, wardrobes <laughs> for esports. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we're just, we're starting to represent. I think last episode, I think I was wearing the Cloud Nine hoodie. Yeah, which we're is super status dope. quo. Um, it's super comfortable, by the way. Yeah, it's excellent. Uh, got it on discount. They're doing a sale, so shout out to Cloud Nine and Puma. Um, I have the Sentinel shirt, which I showed you right before the podcast, and we'll tease it. I'm not gonna. We won't watch next episode, and I'll put it on. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, next week, next hey. week. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, I got Counter Logic Gaming coming, and uh, yeah, we're just basically trying to support the scene. Yeah, you know, because like not enough people rep the brands because most people that are into esports in general enjoy like competing. Yeah. So I think it's kind of it would be kind of weird for a competitor to buy other teams merch because it's like why are you supporting the other team? Right. Kind of deal. But still, like you got to think about like the the scope of the scope of like video gaming in general Mm -hmm. and like professional gaming. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always cool seeing the merch. I know. When I was in Kansas City for the Halo stuff, you know, there's like all sorts of like team merch flying mm-hmm. around and like people just wearing jerseys or like Sentinels and it's also an optic and Cloud9, of course. Um, and yeah, they just always have like cool merch booths too, some of the big teams. So it's a great spot to get merch. I, I do, I think at one point I'm going to have to wear my infinite jacket I got because that bomber jacket is super nice. It's like Halo Infinite, got like patches on it and it's a, it's a really, really sleek coat. So I'll probably end up wearing that in <laughs> some episode yeah. coming up. Yeah, you got to send me a picture of it because I don't even think I I saw it, or maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I sent a picture of it in the board. Uh, I might have. Anyway, um, so yeah, more uh, more sick merch coming in the future. I I'm assuming so. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up uh up to all week, gaming wise and like games in general. I know I'm guilty right now. I have not played um Switch Sports. I bought it. It's in the other room. It's unopened. So I'm I'm slacking. I'm slacking. I've Dang also man. like I also played the in the Halo tournament. Shout out to the real ones guys on hey. uh, Saturday. And man, I don't want to really say, but I gotta <laughs> say it like we got first rounded. Oh. It's the uh it's dude, I've I've been playing games and tournaments for a long time. I've played in like actual sports like basketball, soccer, mm. and I've never been first rounded. So oh. I was I was big upset. I still kind of am. I haven't touched the game since. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like I was just mad. I was like, I'm not. I don't want to play. It just Damn. didn't work out. So. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a pickup turn anyway, right? It's kind of just like yeah. throwing some teams together and uh, see yeah, er- exactly. Like yeah, throwing some money, throwing some captains, pick teams in order. It's yeah. like yeah, yeah. Well, you so. know, there's gonna be more. So <laughs> there, yeah, there certainly is. <laughs> so. I'll see you at the yes, top sir. one of these weeks, Mike, all right? Just, I'm going to say it here. I'm going to manifest it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, sir. How about, uh, how about you fill us in on what's been going on this week? Uh, I would love to, Mike. I would love to. Um, first story coming from here. Uh, coming from uh, CBR is where I was getting this. Uh, CBR.com. Uh, it's been floating all over the place. I think I saw it. Um. Saw a couple of news outlets post about it, um, especially on like Twitch and whatnot. 
uh, but essentially Gotham Knights, which is going to be kind of the newest Gotham-related game, is actually going to ditch the last-gen releases um, in favor of just coming out with current-gen, um, a current-gen Gotham Knights game. I don't know too much detail about it. It seems like majority of the game you're playing as kind of other heroes throughout Gotham. You're not actually playing as Batman. Um, but, you know, it's kind of just like, it's in the, from the gameplay I've seen, it's kind of in the similar vein and style of the, you know, the Batman game. So, um, but they did announce that they are completely, uh, they, they essentially canceled the last gen versions of the game on PS4 and uh, Xbox One. So now it's just this current gen. And I think for the most part, from what I've seen, there's relatively, uh, relatively positive, like, input and criticism on this, you know, saying it's honestly the right call. I mean, I, I heard the other day, and it's crazy to think about, we're already 18 months into this current cycle of consoles, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're this far in already. So it makes sense. Um, it, it certainly doesn't, at least for me, I, it's, I wasn't, like, shocked when I heard this. Um, I think it's only going to happen more and more especially, you know, this year and into 2023. And I mean, this game, it says, the article says, you know, it, it, the game already got delayed in 2021 to this year. Um, so, I mean, I think with, with them not having to worry about a last-gen port, I think it's also not only going to save time, but resource. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's not going to be, it, there's no way it could be another cyberpunk, surely, right? Like, they're not going to yeah. worry about last-gen. Because I, I, Cyberpunk was like the last game where last gen was literally unplayable. Um, right. So it's, uh, I don't know, overall, I think it's very positive. I don't, have you like seen much on this, Mike? Uh, not too much about this. Like, I think I covered this a year or so ago. Um, like, Gotham Knights coming up and being a thing. And I know I didn't mention anything about the delay, so it must have been over a year. But the the whole story being written about how they're, basically getting rid of the last gen stuff it sounds to me that it it had to be broken you know they probably yeah. did the cost like benefit analysis of like even the risk of like trying to force the game to work like you said going with the cyberpunk model and then just unplayable yeah so if i had to bet they probably made the game and it was like built for pc first like a top-end pc and then they were like okay now we just need to downscale it to everything else right yeah I mean, the article states, you know, like the cancellation could also help the studio avoid crunch because porting a game on the last 10 consoles does take a lot of work and removing the extra workload away from the game's developers should undoubtedly be seen as a good thing. And I would yeah. definitely agree with that. Uh, reducing crunch is paramount in reducing stress and burnout, something which is incredibly important for looking after the team's physical and mental well-being. It will also enable developers to produce their best work as they won't have to work on five versions of a game at once. Yes, that is a... Uh... That's, yeah. I think, the biggest That's, benefit out of all I, this. Mm -hmm. I think the the other thing is, too, you mentioned, like, a year and a half being into of uh, the new generation of consoles. That's kind of, like, it's definitely true by release date, but it's kind of true in a way that it's just been difficult for people to get the new generations mm -hmm. um, yeah. due, due to the, uh, the supply chain issues. But at the same time, it's like, this might be, I, I think this is probably going to be the last, like, good generation of consoles before everything should be on pc or streaming yeah so it is it, true. they should probably be optimizing for the the newest generation and pc now at this point yeah and I, moving forward yeah I, I would agree with that i think um i mean I, the point about streaming i think is super relevant you know 
um because who knows i mean we're we're kind of at the beginning of that you know i feel like oh um, yeah it's gotten it's so new yeah it's gotten a lot better within the first year but it's still like definitely new territory so i think you know given like five years time especially when internet infrastructure increases around the world i think it's just going to be more and more relevant yeah it's going to be you know at that point like just get a sick display and you know let the servers yeah. do all the work um <laughs> so exactly yeah yeah um but yeah i definitely would agree with that i i'd be curious to see like i know probably nintendo is gonna have some pretty like insane next-gen console um in the works as far as like sony and microsoft what they're gonna do they they kind of i think a lot of their games a lot of their games kind of cross-pollinate on like pc and other systems so it's yeah. kind of like you know it's i think overall like most of that would just kind of like dwindle down to pc um but like you know first party games on like switch and stuff it's so like it's so specific i feel like to that hardware that like you may not see like yeah. we'll probably still see some like crazy next gen um nintendo console i mean i even i even saw an article recently i didn't include it in this week's um episode but it was talking about how uh, i think like you know nintendo of course is looking into the next gen console like heavily now and so like and they're probably even at the tail end of it i mean we're talking about the switch is what five years old at this point like they're probably pretty yeah, close we're... into the next gen console anyway but there's you know they're they're kind of like i think they've had some like doubts about some you know stuff they especially want to avoid in the next console to not make it another wii u so um it'll be interesting to see and i will certainly get a we'll certainly get a part of you know a sequel well sequel to the switch before we see any sort of ps6 or xbox series y or whatever um so this is certainly in the right direction, I feel like, you know, just trying to focus on these current gen consoles and really make these, like, the mainstay and, you know, start offloading a lot of the last-gen stuff, because, I mean, especially, I mean, like, there is a shortage, too, in consoles, but even that, we're starting to see even out at least a little bit, and um, for PS5, and it's probably going to be well ongoing into 2023, unfortunately, for a lot of the shortages, but probably even as this year goes on, when they do restocks, they won't, like, hopefully won't like just burn out as quickly as they are you know even now so it's yeah, overall think, very good thing yeah i think you're absolutely right i i think at this point the only reason to get the newer consoles is pretty much for performance um <clears throat> and, and i think uh i mean the hardware is pretty limited but it's such a good bundle when it comes to the hardware that they currently have in there it's like they're charging four or five hundred dollars and if you look online, you try to get something equivalent to build a PC with, you're going to have doubled the price. And that's like before the GPU prices went through the roof. Yeah. So it's it's like, it's pretty much a deal at this point. It's just a matter of, um, it might be the last gen for, I, I think it's going to be the last console I buy unless it's Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo needs to come out with a 4K handheld. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'll, I'll buy um, that so quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, same here, like, I definitely want to get a PS5. I mean, it really, it all depends on the exclusives, right? Like, I feel like PlayStation, right. as long as they still have solid first-party offerings, I'm probably going to buy that console forever, you know, assuming they don't. But, like, you know, if they start if they start pulling an Xbox and say, oh, most of these are going to be on PC, it's like, yeah, there's no point in me yeah, buying your yeah, console, yeah. like, at all. Zero. Um, yeah. I don't think Sony's going to do that. They've had no indication that they're just going to switch everything to PC. If anything does come out on PC, it's, like, two years after it comes out on console. So it's like, what's the point? <laughs> like, you might, yeah, like, exactly. Definitely, like, you kind of need to get it on console, especially if you like, you know, want to want to experience it first and foremost. 
Um, so. Yeah, if you if you want to play it like day one once the game's released, or do you want to wait? Yeah, like two years. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, you get better frames so. and stuff on you know like PC, of course. But it's like I don't know, especially with how good the PS5 is. There's a there's probably no point in waiting, especially if you like uh if you enjoy the first party stuff. So it's probably yeah. always going to be the case for Sony. Um, but yeah, I mean Xbox xbox in particular is just you know pc mostly i feel like at this point yeah so. yeah they're moving everything over the they don't care about console sales anymore yeah definitely <laughs> so. not um yeah and even with game pass i mean well honestly you know what this would be a good transition to our next article mike <laughs> i'm just gonna yeah, go ahead yeah, let's let's go um, ahead and get to it our next article is that uh starfield and redfall unfortunately is delayed till 2023 um they said, quote, we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of these games. Um, Bethesda put out a tweet. It's actually earlier today, May 12th of the recording of this show. Uh, they put out a tweet with a statement saying, we made the decision delayed to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin for Redfall and Bethesda Game Studios for Starfield have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that they receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their inner for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. Can't wait to share our first deep dive into gameplay of both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for the support. And hopefully soon is uh, next month. Uh, you know, for Summer Games Fest, <laughs> especially yep. on the Xbox side because they're having a showcase. Um, hopefully, we see more next month. But I mean, from what I've after reading this, like I was certainly a, I was certainly a little like kind of down, like oh that sucks. Um, but especially after reading around online and seeing articles, even Jason Schreier touched on this today too, um, yeah, in did. an article he put on Bloomberg. But he essentially said, you know, when he was kind of when he was overlooking things like at the kind of mid twenty twenty one when they were like talking about Starfield and stuff, and he like kind of heard rumors and rumblings that. They weren't uh they weren't as far along in development as they wanted to be, and um and like even with moving this to the end of 2022, they weren't sure if they were gonna make it. Um, but he also said, you know, especially in games development, even like the team working on it, it's like very hard to determine how much work is actually left, uh, especially when you're that far out from release. So um, there's that's kind of like why they didn't delay it last year. But it seemed like it was kind of something that was coming, uh, unfortunately, and uh. And don't get me wrong, you know, delaying is, uh, I would much rather, I will always much rather want a developer to delay their game rather than release, you know, um, something just broken. So I'm, of course, in full support of it, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of just sucks. I mean, like, I feel like most developers, <laughs> like, I feel like nowadays, I was saying this earlier to you, I think nowadays, most developers need to come up with a release date and then just immediately pad six months on top of it. Just say, like, all right, we'll release it. It's getting to that point. That it's getting to that point i mean yeah i i personally think like they should start doing that especially the amount of delays in the past couple of years like covid and everything like that really yeah. like hit hard but it's like i don't know i mean covid of course is still ongoing so i i think at least for the next like couple of years it's like or maybe just going forward but i mean unreal engine 5 i don't know how much more difficult it is to develop games in that engine um but like especially with the graphical fidelity and everything that's going to provide it's like who knows? Like, yeah. I, I feel like you should definitely <laughs> just add more time, even if you think you don't need it, because at this rate, like, it seems like a lot of games, like, they they just aren't ready, and <laughs> it's like, even if they think they're ready, they're not, so 
um, I don't know, for everyone's sake, I say we just implement a six-month padding rule minimum across the industry. That is it. That's it. Right now I got one better. <laughs> I got one better. Stop releasing games that are broken. Mm. <laughs> that's that's all. Very. It really. That's all it really comes down to. At least they're letting us know. Um. So so it's May, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so we're in May. It's supposed to be released on November 11th, and that was significant because that's when Skyrim was released at the same day or or the same time, yeah, same date in 2011. So they actually had that like little Easter egg in the trailer if you remember that yeah uh, about the release day of skyrim and the big thing is is like they're letting us know this delay is happening six months before the actual like release day yeah so they must be they must have a good enough schedule where they realize they're like guys we're realistically a year out from this game Probably, being done yeah. so let's push it another six months and maybe sometime in may next year I mean, it doesn't necessarily say the day. They're just like sometime next year, early next year. It's like yeah. that just means any day before June. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's <laughs> like very depends funny, on your right? yeah. It depends on your definition of early. Yeah. Um, but all that to really say is like, I like that Bethesda's actually taking their time to be like, okay, we're not ready. Or maybe that's Microsoft saying it. Although Microsoft hasn't taken over officially yet. You know they've had to have audited and gone like they got to be sitting on meetings at this point yeah right like some and, they got to be informed i mean so. well i guess th that microsoft deal did close right so i mean surely it's they have some, yeah, so because like activisions I, I, of course is out until next year but i'm pretty sure but yeah. they finalized no, yeah, on the deal i know that yeah you're right the they Bethesda did deal. finalize on the deal i'm confusing it with activision blizzard yeah that's a deal that's been approved amongst both parties. Now it has to go through like a regulatory process to make sure it can yeah. like meet all the codes. Or it takes up to a year. They got flaws. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, they're two massive companies trying to balance books. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, and yep. stock markets are involved too because they're both publicly traded companies. So, yeah, we're getting a little sidetracked here. But what I'm getting at is. Um, Bethesda actually taking their time to make sure that their game's fixed after the failure of Fallout 76 is wise, I think. And I'd rather them personally, like I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed about the delay and a lot of people are just fed up with delays in general. It's better than the alternative. Ship it out and it's unplayable, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, if any company does this, I applaud them. But even, but like that Bethesda, now that like Bethesda's doing this, I like I will stand up an extra five minutes applauding. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, because they don't make the same mistake, <laughs> right? Please, for the love of everything that is holy, do not make the same mistake. Um, and it's it seems like they aren't going to. I mean, who knows? I, my only hope is that it doesn't turn into another cyberpunk where it's like just plagued with the delays and it's just like you know it gets delayed like two yeah, years and, yeah. it's like... and the the updates are delayed the dlc is delayed like yeah because yeah yeah, that's, not, yeah that's i mean you're mess. right not only was the release delayed but then all the extra content afterwards got pushed back too like from that so yeah <sighs> it's it's rough it yeah. is rough. I feel like uh, whoever's making the marketing and business decisions is not involved with the process of building the product. Yeah, you know? that's how it is across every developer now. AAA developer, anyway. Um, yeah. Just how it is, man. Get stakeholders The indie involved, devs are crushing it, though. 
Indie devs are crushing it. They'll forever be crushing it. Um, because you know that independence is uh what makes good games these days. So <laughs> it is. I mean, if anything is, if anything's been shown within the last five, five to ten years, probably like five years, um, it's like it's definitely money is getting more and more involved in the gaming industry. I'm not saying it's necessarily plaguing it. I mean, there's still good games out there, of course, and with due time, I think most games do recover. But at least on launch, man, they uh they don't understand what uh <laughs> the development process is like, and it shows on release. Um, yeah, I, th so. I think a lot of the AAA devs that are on the stock market are concentrating more on appeasing the uh, the investors and making the books and financials look good. Because if they can push the game early and people still buy it, then they make their money. It makes the investments look good and, and everything like that. And the quarterlies look awesome. But you're tarnishing your brand in the long run, which is what the next topic is that we could seg into, segue into. <laughs> Certainly could. Is electronic arts and that's a that's a studio publisher in the gaming industry that's universally hated by everyone <laughs> uh, it's the, one of the most hated companies in america maybe yeah. the world <laughs> it's like it's bad and the reason why it's bad like i don't want to get too much into it because we're like we're not trying to be super negative but man there's so many <laughs> like the the top go ahead Go ahead yeah. and give us the next topic. <laughs> the so the next topic is EA is they're quote rethinking Battlefield from the ground up. Uh, the CEO said in a re in a recent I guess uh, I don't know if it's earnings call or just kind of company update. I don't know. Um, but it, you know, obviously it goes without saying Battlefield 2042 had the worst launch in Battlefield history. Um, mm -hmm. And ever since then, they're rethinking the development process from the ground up, according to Electronic Arts. Chief Executive Officer. The company is reconsidering its flagship shooter franchise after a lackluster November launch followed by a series of delays and live service content, some of which are still unresolved six months later. Very unfortunate. Um, they said, quote, they're using the kind of Vince Zampella respawn model of get to the fun as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> very interesting way to look at it. Uh, <laughs> and again, if money wasn't involved, goes, man. I'm not gonna sit here and like get all capitalistic, but um, but th there's definitely a right way to do it. They didn't do it the right way, fortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean we've covered we've covered stories in the past about Battlefield 2042 and the like. The player count was really bad, especially like months ago. <laughs> like it was like it's, down to like sub 2,000 PC yeah. or something. It's real bad. Yeah, it's um it's really bad. But I mean, when it came out, it was just busted, and there's a lot of features that were missing and. Uh, they've been still, doing still is yeah still i mean they're doing i'm sure they're trying to do everything they can to recover but that's that may unfortunately be a case of something that is literally unrecoverable and they might as well just move on to the next entry um and um yeah i mean you know this certainly isn't a uh i i think i, I like a promise like this from like the studio i think is great and all um but it's just one of those things you believe when you see it, especially from a developer exactly. like EA. It's like, yeah. I, like I just kind of take these words with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, I, like I'm sure, I'm sure they would love to like rebuild it from the ground up, and I'm sure they have that intention. But I don't know what's up with a game like this. It's probably just like you know, move on to the next thing. <laughs> in my opinion, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you have more an opinion on this than I, I do, uh, Mike, especially on Battlefield 2042. 
I, I have such an opinion with EA. Like, okay, so just to continue on this article and one of the main paragraphs I want to talk about is, and I'll read it word for word. Um, Battlefield 2042's launch was ultimately followed by damage control memo from EA DICE, a launch day title update to correct performance issues seen in the game's early release and multiple patches immediately after release. Battlefield 2042's Metacritic scores on console are the lowest in the series' history, and the PC version scores the second lowest, ahead of 2015's Battlefield Hardline made by Visceral Games. Oof. Do you know who, do you remember Visceral Games? That name rings a bell, but I forget what they were like shunned for. Bro. Visceral Games was in business for over 24 years. They made let, let me just pull up some of the titles that they made. EA bought them and made them make Battlefield Hardline, gave them unrealistic deadlines. They crashed and burned and went defunct and got closed down because of that game unbelievable okay. man so they did battlefield 3 and game they did dead space 1 2 and 3 oh they, yeah good game they did good. sims 3 uh pretty much all of the sims actually they okay. did pga tour a uh, couple of tiger woods 007 under fire i mean this is a this is a studio from 1998 like that's such a shame, anybody that's ever played on PlayStation GameCube has seen Visceral Games or played a Visceral Games game. Yeah. And to, I can make an entire episode of why EA is missing the ball on everything. Yeah. Missing the target, I should say. Dude, but for real. I, I feel for the Battlefield fans, man. When I saw the trailers for Battlefield 2042, I was so excited. I was like, this is the game, dude. I was, I was too. Like, this is this shooter. This is what I'm going to be playing for the next five years. It's going to consume my life. I'm a diehard Halo fan. I saw trailers for Halo Infinite, and I was like, this game looks like trash compared to <laughs> Battlefield 2042. I was like, I think I even told you that. I was like, who cares about Halo, dude? Have you seen 2042? <laughs> that game launched, and I was like, dude, you could have stole an entire franchise from Halo. <laughs> like you could have, you could have took all the Halo fans with you, but you you plummet and you burn. You blew it, kid. Uh, Bro, yeah, the tornadoes really in the trailer. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, man. man. I will say this. We got to give some credit, okay? Um, Jack Frags, one of the YouTubers that I love watching, he's big into Battlefield. Um, FPS guy, mouse and keyboard, PC. And he got on Battlefield 2042, and he was like, this game is actually, like, fun. It's getting better. So, yeah, it's good to hear. Good. Yeah. It's just, uh, why, like, did you have to launch it the way you did? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, I yeah. I think one one positive thing I could say about EA is uh something that's like studio that I just love is Respawn. Like, come on, man! Dude. Like the Titanfalls are pretty good. Like, yep. Apex. Enough said. I'm not gonna say anything. Well, else. they did. Did they do Apex like in the back room? Like, didn't tell them or anything? I think so. Like, I feel like that wasn't a main game at their studio. No, it wasn't. like it was like some it, same thing with Fortnite actually. Yeah, it was like a B team, like in the back. They probably just had a bunch of interns or something. A couple of like junior developers. They're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and practice. Like, tell, like, here's an idea. Go with the idea. Like, yeah, right. Get, Here, you get have, better at the game. You have all of these assets from our other games. Have fun. <laughs> they just yeah, yeah, exactly. And just threw it in. Yeah. It's one of by the, the way, best BRs. 
<laughs> and then they're gonna be like, "Don't talk to any of the guys from EA Sports, though." Like, <laughs> right. they're doing their own thing. Okay, saying man, <laughs> oh, like, dude, it's uh, so... it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, and of course, also respawn. I mean, the Star Wars games too. That I know yes. they're still they're working on some newer titles too. I'm very excited yeah. for those. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think overall that is like the one like <laughs> the one diamond in the pile of poop that is uh, EA. So, dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's one studio I'll always be keeping an eye on. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean everything else, you know, from like the sports games to uh, to loot boxes to uh, so much. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to trust EA, I think, for most of the their endeavors. But Battlefield, unfortunately, has been uh, thrown onto that list. So hopefully they can uh, <laughs> hopefully they can recover. You hate to see it, man. You really hate to see it because yeah. the Battlefield fans, dude. If there's anybody listening to us that's like in the Battlefield fandom. They're usually diehard fans, man. They've like been playing since they were the very first Battlefield. I mean, yeah, dude. Battle, like like Battlefield three and like four, like that was yeah, like so peak, hard. Dude. It was like it was it's a, so it was hard. A, it was a good alternative to COD, and at the time, like COD yeah. was the it was everything. And so having another shooter like that to play, it was like Battlefield three got a lot of popularity. Um, mm-hmm. And even like Battlefield. I didn't hear much about Battlefield Five. Is Battlefield One or whatever, which is like the World War Yeah, II, World like War One. Yeah, World War. Yeah. Um, it wasn't yeah. bad. I I enjoyed it. Like I felt like it played good on console. But the problem for me was it just got boring. Yeah. It's like I, I went from Battlefield Four to playing that game, and I was like, it was a step down immediately. So it's yeah, like, yeah, and I was like, I, I kind of wish I was playing Battlefield Four, and then I went back, and nobody was really there. Because <laughs> at that point, like everybody just kind of fractured. They were like, "I'm gonna go play three now, or I'm gonna stick to one." It was really weird. Yeah. And then COD, I think at that time, like a new COD came out too. So like they lost some of the COD audience they got in Battlefield Four. Yeah, I'm sure it happened, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully Battlefield can come back. I mean, the biggest thing about about like a series like this is like trying to find a new way to make it interesting and like make it yeah. that people want that like trying it's i feel like especially with shooters it's hard to find that like that like boom and relevance that it that like a lot of those a lot of the shooter genre once had it's just about you know finding new territory and something interesting so who knows man hopefully uh hopefully they strike gold and uh mm-hmm. you know hopefully other shooters as well strike gold because i know cod's in that state right now too and hopefully uh i i think the biggest thing and i i hope when they say they're going to rethink the development process from the ground up I really hope they don't do yearly development. I hope they kind of take the yeah. COD route, take a year off, figure it out, and then maybe do like a bi-yearly cycle. I think overall it's going to promote more creativity, uh, very like, uh, like you know, varying differences between the games and something that's actually going to be worth picking up every two years as opposed to just, you know, reskinning a game every year. It's going to yeah. allow for more creativity at the end of the day. I think it's a, I think it'll be interesting. I'm very interested to see what, you know, next COD's going to be after Modern Warfare 2 this year. So, very interesting stuff. I'm hoping for the best, man. I'm trying to stay positive because, uh, yeah, we're, can't uh, be too negative. Yeah. There are, like, we had in multiple episodes in a row where things are getting better overall in the gaming industry. It's just, yeah. there are some studios with certain games that are slacking. Yeah, and I feel like time. there should be, uh, rightful and justified criticism where it's merited, and Definitely. EA has absolutely deserved any bit of criticism it gets. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to go too much into it because we can have like an hour and a half, two hour long segment just on that. Yeah, so. we definitely could. Um, 
I don't know. I'm excited for the uh, future of gaming in general, especially with Unreal Engine 5. And gotcha. uh, if you're a Switch owner, I'm sure you oh, yeah. saw in the, in the news this week, um, if you pay attention to you know, the Switch stuff at all, there was another indie showcase. Um, kind of, I guess, the first like showcase of the summer for the Switch. And this, this particular showcase was focused on indie. Um, they showed different games than what was shown in last month's indie showcase. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a... Uh, I have the uh, the video here. I'm just gonna kind of you know skim through some of the uh, some of the ones that some of the games I saw that looked relatively interesting. And Mike, feel free to chime in and let me know what you found interesting as well. Um, yeah. And there there's a couple. I mean, there's there's Ooblets, which was one of the first games they showed. It's very. Uh, it almost gave me kind of like I don't know if I, I want to say I want. I was gonna say Animal Crossing, but I don't know if I'm like gonna be that bold with no. it. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, like definitely got Pikmin vibes for a lot of like the little guys. Like right here, we see a bunch of like little, <laughs> like cartoony, like, totally. around. Yeah, yeah, and they and they like follow you and stuff. You just can't throw them like Pikmin can. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, see, look at see? them, little plants. Stuff. Yeah, adorable. Um, but yeah, you have like a character. You can dress it up. You get to live in the city. You get to do stuff. I don't know. It, it seems like an interesting kind of fun little game. Um, that was definitely a first. Um, I know you saw. You mentioned this game to me. Uh, yeah, Batora Lost Haven. Um, it looks just like an RPG, and it's a non-linear story. Yeah. And just the way it looks and how fast the gameplay is. You see how, like, the character is... Well, first of all, it's like a top-down RPG. It's an yeah. isometric drawing, or, like, isometric point of view. And they do do, like, cutscenes up close and personal where you can actually see everything. But the movement looks really rapid and kind of like a fast pace i don't know i was really interested by that yeah just looks like fun yeah i like the art style for sure it's uh definitely reminds me of a. it reminds me of stuff like games and stuff i've seen where it's kind of just like colorful and um yeah but you know just kind of like you said fast pace so he's pretty interesting um i know one that stood out to me was a head or i guess it's like a uh, yeah it's like a platformer um it's it's literally the best part about this it's it was made by one guy they have them shown on the screen here kind of talking about it it's literally developed by one dude and uh the concept is so like cool to me uh, essentially it's a platformer where you're like this guy that has it almost i it kind of looks like a battery almost it's kind of um he runs around on these platforms and essentially everything he touches like every platform he touches either his head or his feet um essentially like powers up that platform and uh, makes it either like move or like prevent like projectiles from hitting him and whatnot. And like the overall concept looks really, really cool. I haven't seen something like that in the platformer. Then again, I don't play much platformers admittedly. Um, but definitely, uh, definitely a little interesting. I don't know uh, what you thought of this, Mike. It looks awesome. It looks like a puzzle game yeah. almost because like the way the platforms move and you have to interact with your environment entirely based on like your character's head touching that area in order yeah. to activate it because it's a it's a battery it's a yeah. really unique like game i i think i i don't mm-hmm. know anything that actually uh i could think that's comparable yeah i think it's entirely like a, a unique idea obviously it has like existing ideas as a uh, like the basis of Right. the game itself but it's pretty cool so the the name of the guy is nama takahashi mm-hmm. so he's on twitter um yokohama japan 
probably mispronounced that mm -hmm. but yeah this is really impressive he did everything by himself and um yeah, it's out summer mean, <laughs> on switch yeah like it, it looks like a lot of fun yeah yeah it's uh it, it looks it was something that definitely piqued my interest kind of out of everything um this other game here soundfall this is actually a game that's available right now um they launched it the same day this uh Sandy showcase was done um which was may 11th um but essentially it's like a a game it's like a kind of like team-based isometric kind of like fighting game but you're kind of playing to the beat of a song um there was an fps game that was very similar to this and i i couldn't think of the name of it um but it did come out fairly recently so it's kind of like that vibe of you know you're playing to the beat and um you know you're i guess like you do more damage if you play on beat and whatnot um, but it's it's a four-player co-op experience, up to four players. You can also do single-player. Um, but it is available right now on the uh, on the Switch, and I saw it's actually on sale, 15% off. Uh, I think it's a $30 game, but it's on sale right now for $25.49 or something like that. Um, so seems like a uh, seems like a good time, a good like kind of little game if you're trying to get some get some of the boys on and shoot some stuff with uh, music, <laughs> so like notes and whatnot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, one of the descriptions that this article from Kotaku gives it is a looter shooter. Mm. And yeah. I unfortunately, the video actually doesn't show any or let you listen to any of the music. So it's, maybe it's a surprise or like, I don't know, probably um, Nintendo created music. Yeah. Which, I mean, can't complain. Nintendo's music smacks. That's, <laughs> that's that thing hits. So... Uh, I, I think it's worth checking out. You said $25? Yeah, right now it's on sale. Yeah. 15% off. So. Yeah. Maybe worth yeah, to uh, might, check it out. Might be worth it. Yeah, I'm actually... Uh, side note about Nintendo, since we're talking about it in general, is I think I mentioned it last episode, right? I think I found out uh, from a buddy of mine that Nintendo only makes their hard copy games for like two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you did mention yeah. that. Yeah, so if like... you're ever buying a Nintendo game, make sure to get the physical copy because it will be worth money later on down the road. But there they stop go. making it. It's an so investment. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like them N64 cartridges that you can't find anywhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> true, true. They, uh, they make the controllers, not the games. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, the, next, uh, the next game I want to talk about was Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. It's coming to Switch. Yeah um tabs I've, yeah tabs I, i've seen i've seen games similar to this um right off the bat when i see gameplay it reminds me of uh reminds me of muck i don't know if you played that game on pc no i haven't it is wait i might have seen it because i've seen yeah. youtube videos where people have like crazy like they'll do like spartan warriors versus jedis and then they just walk towards each other yeah and then it, yeah like, that's battles out yeah so well, that, something well that's different? that's something entirely different um well, okay. I, the the reason I mentioned Muck is because like the art style is very similar to this. It's kind of just like Unity, like blobs <laughs> that are essentially like the characters. Um, but it's like it, it's it's kind of like it's definitely not like a battle simulator. It's kind of just like a it's almost like just like a funny like Minecraft that like it was actually a YouTube developer, like a popular YouTuber. That's also a developer that made that game. And, uh, it was like only him that made it. It was actually like it had a progression system and everything. It was pretty cool. Um, but it had this similar kind of like he's of course not an artist so he just took like unity assets and just like threw together yeah. this game 
and it kind of like that's funny yeah and uh but it looks but like if you see this game you see the characters they kind of like walk funny and stuff it seems like a funny little like kind of fighting um simulator um so this is i think it's yeah I think it's meant uh, to, like, not be taken seriously. Right, yeah. Yeah, just being totally accurate. It's, like, clearly not accurate at all. So everything's just, like, a big satire kind of joke. Yeah, it's it looks real funny. But see, it's it's in here. You can customize your your characters before you take them into battle. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, seems like a a real goofy game. Um, And may have to to check out. It's probably on other platforms. They said it was coming to Switch, but... It's probably one of those things they've had it on other platforms because I've definitely seen something similar to this. So definitely check it out. to be available this summer on the Switch. Um, I'm trying to think if there's much else worth noting that I saw at least. Um, oh yeah, I did want to. Uh, I did want to, of course, mention the uh, the crab's treasure because I didn't yeah. mention this. Too. <laughs> this game yeah, look cool. Is yeah, the trailer and stuff is really funny. It's uh they they were uh marketing it as a souls like which I thought was pretty good. Um, they they said like you're literally a crab just kind of like fighting like it's a souls game but you have a you could find like I think fifty different shells kind of like as like a that you could pick up throughout the game as to like protect you and stuff like that and like fights. And it looks like it looks just funny, goofy, and um something that would actually be very enjoyable. So <laughs> this is probably something that'll end up on my list. Yeah, it it actually looks like one of those games. It it kind of when I when I saw it, it's not comparable, right? But it kind of reminded me of the feeling when I played Man Eater. It just <laughs> yeah. looked so ridiculous and goofy, but also fun. That I was like, I gotta check it out. Like, there's probably a story and stuff like that. The guys that uh, developed it, those two guys that are on the screen right now yeah. for people that are watching. I mean, they they look like young guys too. Yeah, it's support new creator kind of thing, new yeah. indie developers. I know, and see, this guy yeah, brings uh, up crab, oh, dude. <laughs> I was yeah, he brings up crab claws and starts like literally <laughs> going back and forth. He's like, you can you can dodge and like. We're <laughs> <laughs> having fun. When with he it. did that, yeah, when he did that, I was like, okay, these guys know humor. Like, let's um, check it out. <laughs> yeah, they seem like funny guys. So, um. Funny enough, I don't know. It seems like it seems like a decent game, though. Um, all jokes aside, so it's definitely gonna be something worth checking out. And, I mean, dude, you, it's a crap of the fork, dude. Like that's this fighting utensil. <laughs> it's that's, a fork. Just, that's 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 comedy. Because that, so that's a meme, isn't it? That, that's no. There's a meme of a crab, like a red crab, uh, holding a steak knife somewhere mm-hmm. online. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's <laughs> like, I know what you're talking about. He's like on the beach or whatever, and he has like a steak. Yeah, knife. yeah, dude, it's like. Oh, you know those claws are weapons. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, man's got two weapons right here, but he still has a weapon. Oh, man. Yeah. He's mm. doubling up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, like, part of me actually hopes this is challenging. Because that would just make it way better. Like, <laughs> it was actually well, like, you... a soul's like... Um, Could you imagine if you load it up and you're just getting your butt kicked for, like, dude. two hours and you can't even get past the first mission? Kind of hoping. Unfortunately, it's not available until next year, at least on Switch. So, it's, uh, well, yeah. it's a ways away, but seems i don't know it seems like at least from what they showed it was in a pretty good state so far so i don't yeah i don't know we'll see when the release date comes uh, but it looked kind of funny i liked it um but that was really all i think i at least the games that i thought were interesting from it um definitely go and check it out leave a link in the description uh there's like i don't know 10 or 15 or so games that they showed um it looks like some uh pretty good offerings so Indie's looking pretty good on the Switch side of things, Mike. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of those games are actually... Is it... Yeah, a lot of those games are already on some other platforms. Yep. So them being brought over to Nintendo Switch, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, that's pretty cool to see. For the longest time, like, Nintendo was only allowing their games on their consoles. So seeing that more and more indie devs are getting invited over. And then, like, people using crossplay. Like, I think one of the first ones I can remember was Rocket League getting on every platform. And it was like, yeah. dude, that's crazy. And it was <laughs> right, like, it's yeah. on the Switch? It's on the Switch, man. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, before we close out this article, um, there was one point of note that I wanted to mention. I know a lot of people, especially in the indie community, were uh, looking forward to hopefully some Hollow Knight Silk Song news. I guess the next Hollow Knight entry. Fortunately, that was not shown in this. So, no. Hollow Knight fans, you'll have to wait. So, mm -hmm. it's uh, rather unfortunate, but soon enough, Hollow Knight fans will rejoice. But you know what? Uh, I think Apex Legends fans can rejoice here pretty soon, Mike. Um, yeah. At least just if you... DA, uh... Just to prop them back up. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Rip them down just to bring them back up. The reason we are is because Apex Legends is having a mobile launch on May 17th. That is right. Uh, one of gaming's favorite brs is getting a mobile mobile version soon um there is. very soon uh there is a launch trailer uh i guess i could play a little bit of this i don't know how much gameplay I they showed i haven't in this. seen it um it's gonna be new to me so yeah uh um but yeah I mean, apex at least for me so like if i think back like february 2019 when they dropped this thing it like yeah. made waves and uh it's it's a really well-made br overall i think uh especially when it first came out a lot of people noticed that and uh it's nothing, nothing but improve and, you know, try and, uh, especially like, also if we look at it from an esports perspective, I think they've done a good job about, you know, trying to adjust some of the rules and the competitive side of the game, but also kind of fun teams to like go to events and compete. So we love seeing that. Um, I think overall they're doing a really good job and, uh, they even have a new legend coming soon, if not already in the game. And they're like constantly bringing out new legends. So fact that they're working on a mobile version this is uh i mean we did a story last week talking about how mobile gaming is peak it's like better than anything it's, else right now in terms of revenue so it's blowing up like yeah. revenue and just user base in general it's yeah. crazy it's absolutely nuts and you know pubg mobile we already saw that does uh having tourneys and <laughs> doing all sorts of things mm -hmm. so no surprise that they are looking to tap into the mobile market especially after pubg and fortnite and uh I guess, you know, better late than never. Uh, we'll see how this plays out on mobile, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's exciting stuff, I think. Uh, um, it, it's one of those things, I'll probably, like, just check it out to check it out, <laughs> and kind of see what, yeah. see if it's any good. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's respawn, so I have faith that it's at least, uh, at least better probably on newer phones. I don't know, I'll be curious to see how it does on my iPhone 8 that's, like, running iOS 3. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. it's gonna perform. Uh, I, I also have a dated phone, too. Um, I have the LG V40. So they don't make LG phones anymore. Let me see <laughs> when this thing came out. LG basically exited the market. They were like, we're not making enough uh, money off of this. And it's like, yeah, they're brushing it everywhere else. Um, their phone was fire, man. That's besides <laughs> the point. Uh, September, no, October of 2018. And I got it around then. I got it right before the release of the V50. So, the 2019, I guess. So it's from 2018. That's an old phone. <laughs> we'll see. Jeez. We'll see if it operates on uh, Apex Legends. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about what my iPhone 8 is, 2018. So. Yeah. Hey, maybe oh, we can uh, sign so... up and try to play with each other. See if it works. <laughs> yeah, see if it's worth it at all. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, article does go on to mention a couple of important figures. Um, yeah. So, live service games like Apex are a huge part of EA's business. Its earnings report this week, the company revealed that the category accounts for a massive portion of its revenue at over $4.9 billion over the last year. A similar report from Activision Blizzard in February said that COD Mobile accounted for more than $1 billion in revenue in 2021. There's definitely money to be made there. <laughs> no doubt about Jeez. that. I think they will definitely see a nice payday this year uh, from Apex Mobile. Uh, what are the many benefits to moving your game to mobile? Um, you know, accessibility, money, and money. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Free-to-play game. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're about. It's, um, worth, it's worth checking out, so... And they're going to do seasons too, kind of like the mainline game, which is uh, which is cool. So yeah, yeah, they did say that they were going to start off the the original like when it launches, it's going to be season one, and then it makes it seem like they'll take what they can from the console and PC versions. Um, but I mean, you're limited based on the phones people use, <laughs> so you can't you can't go crazy with it. But enough to where, I mean, mobile gaming's here to stay. Like, yeah, for real. This is wild yeah. also wild yeah like also something that's worth noting too if you, there's a screenshot on the article of like the main like uh legend select screen and it looks like there's like a looks voice sick. chat and like uh actual text chat <laughs> so i'd be curious to see how voice chat actually works <laughs> i guess you'd have to like plug oh in a headset gosh. um but i guess they're implementing some like like voip or whatnot for this so I, I was uh I was on Steel Series website today. I was looking for an adapter for this for this headset actually, um, and one of the promos they had was like somebody wearing a headset and they were using a mobile game and they had the mic pulled out <laughs> and the thing was turned on and they were like they were chatting. I'm like, what in the like, <laughs> guys? What? And I'm like, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they have so many adapters now. You can like get the uh the controller attachments and your your, uh, your phone will register it now. It's like it's wild, man. It's like <laughs> like they're doing million dollar tournaments on mobile devices. Dude, literally people sitting up there just like phone up. Oh yeah. Making money. Oh yeah. Baby. That's nuts. <laughs> I got to watch crazy, like the, I got I got to actually check that out. How do they stream it? I have so many questions. Right? Because you got to broadcast man. it. Yeah. Are you, God, I mean, yeah, it has to be some way to capture. Like, I mean, I feel like it's the only way to do it, but I don't know. They could have some system in there. They could have a spectator mode. Who knows? Um, spectator mode, <laughs> like it's... join up and whatnot. I don't know. Do you join up on your phone and then you have to manually select it and then your screen capturing that phone that's spectating? Yeah, I wonder. Or do you, like spectate you, I... it, send it to. Well, you can use the cloud and then transfer your screen over to your PC. There's so many things, man. <laughs> Yeah, or you could like yeah. they, they have, maybe have like a dead build or something that has like extra uh, extra features to make spectating easier. Mm-hmm. Many ways they could do it. Yeah, for a million dollars, they can do a lot of things. <laughs> we have one yeah. more story. Oh, we and, do. Yes, and uh, kind of a kind of a big one, especially if you're a FIFA fan. I feel like the uh, FIFA games, huh? EA. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, very interesting. EA is ditching the FIFA branding, starting with next year's soccer game. And it's all because FIFA's contract uh, with EA is officially over. Um, so it's now going to be branded to EA Sports FC. 
if what it seems like um the article goes into detail of course when it seems like um they said even even the article they stated everything you love about our games will be a part of ea sports fc same great experiences modes leagues tournaments clubs and athletes will be there ultimate team career mode pro clubs and volta football will all be there our unique licensing profile of more than 19,000 players, 700 teams, 100 stadiums, and 30 leagues that we've continued to invest in for decades will still be there, uniquely in Esports FC. That includes exclusive partnerships with the Premier League, La Liga. Um, I, I probably messed that up. I don't want to like disrespect anyone, so I'm you know, not going to say all Premier of them. League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Bundesliga Serie A. Okay. And MLS. <laughs> Syria, yeah, like Syria, I probably would have messed that up. And Bundesliga, yeah. No shot. I, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, thank God I got a football fan here. Um, but yeah, so MLS, I mean, I know MLS, right? Major League Soccer. I feel like, especially like over here in the States, it's like, um, there's not as that many people that watch MLS. I could be wrong. Um, but, but yeah. Let's pick it up. It's picking up a lot. Is it? Well, uh, the, yeah, the, no, the numbers year to year are going through the roof. And also with me and Charlotte, yeah. Um, the MLS team that opened up here. I mean, the first game they had the most amount of people ever at a game for MLS in oh, attendance. Dang. They sold out the entire stadium. It was loaded. Dang, with people. that's awesome. There was like seventy-two thousand or something. I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. It can't be that difficult to find. Yeah, I think one of the uh, one of the teams I knew from the uh, from the from Major League Soccer, I think was uh, was it Seattle Sounders or my is that a different <laughs> yeah they they won not too long ago yeah I heard they were pretty good I forget who they had on their team because they had like some actually like decent players but yeah usually they bring over some like big names from other leagues that yeah. they're a little bit past their prime but they also don't want to be sent into like a league that they're not comfortable in right so it's like a lot of the English guys it's like they already speak English or like if they can speak Spanish too because we have some like Spanish uh speaking players here it's and coaches it's like yeah bring them over it's a more of a comfortable situation and the big thing is too if they're super famous but they're not like a household name like everybody knows what ronaldo looks like everybody knows Man. what messi looks like not everybody knows what like she's like who, who's kevin de bruyne is probably the best player right now <laughs> a lot of people don't even know what he looks like yeah I'm so bring him over to yeah bring him over to the u.s it's like if anywhere in Europe, he can't go anywhere. If he comes to the U.S., it's just a white guy with blonde hair, has a funny <laughs> accent. <laughs> like, it's kind of like the NHL players. Yeah, but <laughs> we're getting sidetracked. Um, EA Sports dropping the FIFA title. I don't know how that's yeah. gonna work. Um, yeah, if EA is licensed to all the players in the clubs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's another. I guess the next paragraph in this article. Um, and let's see, Weber. I don't know who, uh... anyway, Weber said that EA will share more information on the EA Sports FC in summer 2023. He also promised EA is, quote, committed to ensuring the next FIFA is our best ever and more fe with more features, game modes, World Cup content, clubs, leagues, competitions, and players than any FIFA title before. Um, so they're definitely, uh, definitely still trying to keep the heat with this, uh, even though they're dropping FIFA. And I don't know. Yeah, it's, it sounds to me like, uh, I don't think the game. I'm hoping hoping the games don't get affected too much because I know there's still a huge like following around the FIFA games. Um, so I think overall it's probably I don't I don't foresee much changing unless like there's some licensing thing that they're just not like not really telling us about. But um, yeah, I, don't, I I have no idea. It's like 
because FIFA plans on doing their own set of games. But how do you do your own set of games when you don't have the players? It's like it's going to be like when the college uh, EA was doing NCAA uh, basketball games, and they didn't have the rights to any of the basketball players, and that has something entirely to do with uh, like collegiate rules of employees, mm. kind of like if you pay them out, they become employees of the school, but they're not; they're students. So it's like that whole debacle <laughs> and debate, <laughs> which is changing now. Um, but during the NCAA days and the video games, they would never show the player names. It would just be the numbers. <laughs> yeah. It was like, but the schools would all have their logos and names. It was like, they got some type of, I think they got some type of branding deal to do that. But how's, how's that going to work with FIFA? It's, it's going to be interesting. Like we need to pay attention to this for the next <laughs> year and a half to two yeah. years. So many questions. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll certainly see more in the future. Um, but I think overall, uh, overall, hopefully the soccer games aren't a, or the football games, I should say, aren't going anywhere, which is, uh, which is good to hear. So oh, that was, uh, that was my last article, Mike. That was, uh, that's all I had. Well, that was I it, mean, dude. you know, pack it up, God, pack it up. Let's get that's it. it. <laughs> that's it I feel like, uh, I feel like there's been a decent amount that's gone on this past week and yeah, there's sure. more to come that i'm pretty excited about just new games in general although like this month has been kind of slow for new games um it's kind of may is always kind of like the slower month for new games to be coming out yeah definitely um there there is kind of like one more point i want to touch on before we head oh, out yeah. and that's sure. like i uh and i i meant to mention this i think in the starfield article but i just never got around to it but I saw a lot of buzz around the fact that since Starfield and Redfall are delayed now, like there's really not a whole lot, at least nothing that comes to mind of like a whole lot of like major first party hitters this year out of Xbox. And like, I mean, they have game pass, so they're definitely not struggling. Right. But it's like, you know, um, but like, I, I think I saw some concerns in the community of like, you know, with no kind of first party hitters, like, like, you know, like i mean game pass is great and all but it's like the fact that it does this mean that xbox is kind of like you know not prioritizing like huge first party releases um which i, I mean i don't think it's the case uh but also i saw the uh <clears throat> a lot of people talking about uh god of War ragnarok still slated for a release this year by the way and like everyone's praying that one it doesn't get delayed um but they're also like rejoicing in the fact that like sony like they still have a pretty huge game in the canon um this year so they're definitely going to take the crown probably of first party releases assuming they keep you know god of war right so uh but yeah i i think it, at least in the uh in kind of the first party uh first party release sector sony's gonna end up winning this year unless you know xbox yeah, does you, something crazy you know you might be right i'm so while you were talking i i also pulled up the list of just xbox games because i i have like a reoccurring list where i can go and double check it's um it's updated once a month and yeah you're right i like i i really don't see anything i mean the gotham knights was supposed to be one of the games but that's going to be on multiple platforms and then you have dead space you have stalker 2 i guess would be the mm -hmm. next best thing but that's on multiple platforms isn't it yeah i don't i can't remember if that's a uh that might be Xbox exclusive or timed or something. Is it? I, I mean, Stalker, think. Stalker is. 
Let's find out. So I thought I remember seeing that in Xbox like showcases, like specifically. I think it's game that's, day one that's, game pass no. day and day. No, Stalker Two is an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's gonna be set for release on Windows and Series X and S. So that's not yeah. I mean, probably day one on Game Pass. I mean, shout out Game Pass. Yeah, day and day, baby. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you might be right. Like outside of that, there's not much. Um, and, and like you said, Starfield and Redfall. So yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I think it just goes to show if there's one L that Microsoft's taking this year. It's in uh, first party releases. Well, you know, Game Pass. Smile. Yeah. <laughs> like that's uh, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of good games to play, and they lead in the uh in the service aspect, and who knows? At least for the next couple of years, they will be leading in that. So. Yeah, definitely. They got, that, they got that going for them. But, you know, hopefully, uh, I think 2023, 2024, 2025, well, that's when, like, it's going to be a lot. Those years are going to be insane for games. So it's just, you know, what, we'll the yeah. wait a little bit longer, but we're going to get some pretty crazy years coming up. So, <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't yet already check out Unreal 5 stuff, that video on Twitter yeah. went viral. So I think most yeah. people have actually seen the video of Unreal 5. Um, Yes, that's cool, but Twitter like compresses files and makes videos look blurry. terribly. That's so bad. So go to YouTube, go to any other real stream like streaming platform and up the res. Yeah. Borrow your buddy's that, 4K dude. monitor and like check it out. It's yeah. nuts. It is wild, nuts. yeah. Yeah. So I mean for those that don't know, it was a uh it was a developer um based out of Japan. He essentially made a uh a one to one creation of like I think it was like a pretty much a one one to one creation of a train station he actually visits often in like in real life, yeah. and so he like recreated it in Unreal Five, and it's like it's it's so interesting to see because he essentially takes it from it starts off in daytime you see the station, and then like it looks like real you're like whoa like why is he filming this and then all of a sudden it immediately switches to night and so like it's like instantaneous and it just switches and like your the eyes settle and you see just all of it and it's like very mystical and like. You think you're playing a horror game. It's like, what's about to jump out? Like, the whole time I was like, whoa, like, what are they about to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. Oh, God. There's a lot of... Every genre is going to benefit from it, but, like, horror is going to be on another level whenever Unreal 5 comes out. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be so sick. Yeah. I haven't played horror games in a while. I got, like, Steam games, man, that, like, yeah. I've purchased, yeah. and I haven't played them yet. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, that needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that too, I completely forgot, and this just goes to show how much I use the service, but I actually have been like part of like Humble Choice, you know, like that monthly service where they give you new games. I've been doing oh, that really? for like two years. I've been getting those games. I There's a lot of games I have not touched, probably like 98% I just haven't touched. And I, <laughs> I gotta know how dude, many games you have. <laughs> I completely forgot I had this, Mike. I renewed the subscription in December, completely forgot. I, like, went and checked. There's, like, a solid six, seven months of games I haven't redeemed. <laughs> like, I need to just go back and redeem them. Can it's, you still uh, go back and redeem them, though? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're they're available indefinitely, so I can go back and, like, claim them and stuff still. But it's, like, I completely forgot about that. So, like, I have to go back now and just, like, <laughs> redeem them. And they just, like, they just changed their service of, like, Humble. Like, back in February, they updated, like, the, the service. And so now, like, a lot of the games they're providing now are, like, they're like better games they provide less of them but they're like offering like a very curated like quality list oh, of like games okay. every month now um so i think it used to be like 12 or something a month but now it's like eight 
and but it's like i i think i have like the mass effect like trilogy legacy remaster thing that came out pretty recently that was one of the giveaways like on the month that i can like go and redeem so there's like a lot of like these crazy games i completely <laughs> forgot about yeah you know you're um, ridiculous for not use, yeah. utilizing that yeah um yeah let's just say i was like <laughs> bashing my head against my desk when i when i like remembered that and then i went and checked and i was like oh my god i'm just sitting on all this um, so yeah i'm not I, doing a thing i have, I have a huge catalog <laughs> that i have to go through at some point thing yeah well yeah you need to go do that and then you need to get back on your youtube ground and start doing uh breakdowns that yeah. You used to do. yeah dude gosh i really need to been editing a lot yeah. lately and uh i i definitely i like want to get back into content i think the biggest thing especially like for like streaming and stuff like that it's like my pc's starting to go so it's very much like yeah it's like i'm starting to notice those effects like when i stream especially so it's like and like if i if i use obs like, cause I use OBS to record this podcast, but if I use OBS to like stream, it's like, I have to down, I have to like downgrade the res. And then what if I forget? And then we put out a 720p episode, like then what? Then I look like a goof, like a goofball. You look like a goofball. I just make us, I lose credibility, you know? I blame everything on you instantly. <laughs> like, that's probably, what I'm saying, dude. I'd probably drive down there to your city. We, we had the box <laughs> on the street. Like that's the only way to solve this. <laughs> do i do i look like i can box no i don't so this is the thing that's why this i'm challenging the, you to box <laughs> this is you the, think you're gonna set myself up to lose <laughs> this, this is the predicament i'm in you know so so i don't know uh, teasing. i may end up switching the uh the recording platform we do the show on just to ensure that i don't pull a dumb move like that we'll see yeah there are options out there we can we can double check and and if if i need to start doing it i will i can yeah. go back to doing it i mean no problem. I've I've streamlabs OBS. I need to just need to bust that out again because I can use that to record. It's pretty good quality. So. Streamlabs, Streamlabs OBS, yeah. I thought Streamlabs uses more uh, resources than Stream Elements or just regular OBS. I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure. I mean, I used to. It used to be like I think at one point when I tried to use OBS versus Streamlabs OBS, I had better performance out of Streamlabs OBS. Oddly enough, so I mean, I don't know if it's changed. That's worth, yeah, but, that's yeah. that's worth testing for sure yeah i'll have to check it out because it'd be yeah. easy enough to set up so i don't know hopefully content comes soon i you know I, i'll check the schedule you know <laughs> yeah i got i got tons of raw footage that i have not edited and i mean i just got stuff going on i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to basically be a split gate pro now like i'm I'm two days in of just <laughs> revitalizing my love for the game I've, I've been watching pro content for a solid like hour or so like all right, all right. what i've no. seen i mean everybody's basic and trash and i'm just gonna win like, <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna find out all of them to say <laughs> t1 mike has a ring to it <laughs> t I'm just gonna t1 leave it at mike. that it has a ring to it dude like, t1 i don't speak any foreign languages <laughs> I, I went to their website i think it was all in like like korean uh, are they are they a t I, i'm gonna i gotta look this up because if i don't i'll that'll be super offensive i have no idea yeah uh, i forget t1 I, only know, I only know they compete in valorant heavily but that's like the only oh one. they're th okay first of all they're a massive brand okay i was right korea mm, gotcha. thank you oh we <laughs> guessed right baby so apex league fortnite hearthstone uh PUBG. they actually don't have split game on here because it's brand new the league's brand new uh brand new with pro orcs uh, is what i should say yeah um they're on their second season now did the season zero which was basically the beta and now they're on season one they have pokemon that's kind of sick Valorant, Overwatch, uh, Dota 2, and Super Smash Bros. 
So yeah, T1 Mike. Um, end up changing the podcast T1MT. <laughs> T1 branding. <laughs> yeah, that they're gonna get super mad that we're out here repping other like orgs. Wow. Shout Good out like, status quo by the way. Maybe you made it this far. <laughs> um, shout out, baby. Shout out. Yeah, but I feel I feel like we're rambling. Um, Definitely are. This is other I show think, content, uh, you know. Yeah, this, this is, is other uh, show content. content. This is a, this is after hours. But <laughs> anybody that you uh, you enjoyed it, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, uh, Facebook. I don't even know. Everything Discord is probably the main one. We got to get some people in there. And uh, thank you for listening. We've seen the numbers go up. It's good to see. Good to see growth. Good to see consistency. And uh, hope you guys are appreciating the content. It's helping out. So, without further ado, that's episode 17. Thank you all for listening, tuning in, watching. Yep. Adios. Peace.